Hello and welcome to the podcast, Are We Nearly There Yet? My name's Professor Andrew Sherry and I'm interested in people's journeys to discover who they are and what they're made to do. We can all learn something from other people's stories, so join me on another adventure. I thought it's absolutely crazy to ask to return to work after you've had a baby for less than one day a week. <laughs> but I thought, well, you don't ask, you don't get. Today I'm talking to Gemma Muckle, who is a learning and development professional and coach at the University of Manchester. Gemma is based in the Research Development Office, which focuses on the personal and professional development of early career research staff, postdoctoral researchers and postgraduate researchers. Welcome, Gemma. It's great to see you. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Andrew. Um, so we're going to be discussing a sort of key moment uh, in your career where you sort of had to take action to achieve a particular balance in, in your life. Um, before we do, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you came to this point? Sure. Thanks, Andrew. I was born in London and I grew up there and I was home educated till the age of nine. Um, which then influenced me because I wanted to offer the same to my children. I felt that was a very positive start. And I went to Sheffield for my undergrad and then my PhD. And when I sort of thought about my career aims, I always thought I wanted to teach, but I wanted to teach people who wanted to learn. And when I started doing undergraduate demonstrating during my PhD, I found that not all of the undergraduates really wanted to learn. They just wanted a certificate to get a graduate job. So that kind of put me off being a lecturer, but I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. I finished my PhD and I kind of thought, do you know what? I feel quite tired. <laughs> I found it kind of quite an emotionally intense period. So I kind of just wanted to put some distance between me and that whole project. So I kind of said to myself, I won't even think about my career for six months. To get the pennies coming in, I did a six month stint working in a gift shop, the chain Evolution. It was really relaxing because in contrast to my PhD, there was a team so that if I had a cold or whatever reason I couldn't come in that day, someone else would do the job for me. So that was a real relief and quite a learning curve because I've always been a very independent worker. So then I started to look around and think, well, I'm not going to work in a gift shop forever. I'm ready to do something a bit more uh, stimulating and varied and creative now. So basically, I looked around and I took on the sorts of roles that I saw that I liked. So the first thing was environmental education in the Peak District. And I love that job. I was outdoors. I would go into the, the Peak District. I would meet a coachload of school children there for a day or sometimes three days staying overnight. And I would take them out on walks and do interactive education. It might be ecology, geography, tourism. It might just be earth education, experiencing nature with all your senses and very kind of inspiring, trying to get people enjoying themselves. So I really love that job. I then found an opening as an associate lecturer with the Open University. And I enjoyed that because those were adult learners. They all had full time jobs. Some people were also tying down the family and maybe having long term illnesses. And I was full of admiration for their dedication to their learning. So first I took on one undergraduate module and then two more. 
And then I also put myself forwards to run some continuing professional development for other people like me in the regional centre in Yorkshire. Then I also took up an opportunity to do uh, one day a week or possibly two in the regional centre as a, a student retention officer. And then this job came up at Leeds University, Director of Research Skills Training role, which was initially just one day a week. But I thought, well, that will fit in perfectly. I can travel up to Leeds on the train one day a week and, and keep doing my other stuff. So I took that on and that was a totally new post. So it suited me because I love creativity. I was creating from scratch pretty much the programme of research and development work for postgrads, first in the Faculty of Earth and Environment. They increased my hours to two days a week because they liked what I was doing and they saw it was valuable. And then a similar job came up in another faculty, the Faculty of Maths and Physical Sciences. So I applied for that job and I got that one for another two days. So then I was working four days a week at Leeds and I really liked that job. It was doing what I'd always wanted to do with people. I could have gone up to five days a week, but I chose to keep it at four days a week because my my now husband had a lectureship over in Dublin. So I was spending long weekends traveling to Dublin and I just wanted that space in my week to do that. So then my now husband um, got a job in Manchester as a lecturer. So I started thinking, well, what is there in Manchester for me? And I found my exact job pretty much as a researcher development officer. I love the job. I love being creative with researchers, figuring out how to support them in their thinking, figuring out what's going on with individuals and with groups. It's kind of creativity in the moment, as well as the longer term creativity, designing programmes and online resources and all sorts of activities around uh, supporting people's career and professional development. So now you're in this sort of full time role in Manchester and life's going on and you've got a family now. And when we were chatting the other day, there was this particular moment where you thought I need to make a change. Just tell us a, a little bit about the background to that and, and what you did. Sure. So I was working initially full time at Manchester University because that was the job. I was also undertaking training as a yoga teacher, which sort of is a big part of my life, really helped me along the way. So when the university was trying to do a cost cutting exercise, they offered voluntary severance and other more flexible working packages. I applied for a four day working week. So that was a real good thing for me because it gave me a bit more headspace. I was a bit more relaxed. And, you know, Andrew, the interesting thing was I reckon my outputs did not decrease at all. I was working four days a week, but I think I was at least as effective. I was just super focused because I was recharged by that extra bit of time off. Shame about the money <laughs> going down for five <laughs> days to four. But that was never a career value for me. It was all about life balance and um, the enjoyment that I get out of my work. I'd married my husband and the first child came along, Edward. And so I took the, the year's maternity leave that I was entitled to. And then I kind of really wanted to place family at the centre of my life. So I didn't want to go back to work four days a week. And my husband and I, we kind of talked about it. And he had taken off six months when my, my son was tiny, just to be at home, just to enjoy our, our first baby and chill out. And you probably know a young child is a lot of work and doesn't sleep and all the rest of it. So um, so he was a great help at home. So then he went part time for a while, half time. And he found that even though he was supposed to be working half time, his um, university gave him 
more work to do. <laughs> so he realised that long term being part time was not going to be workable for his lectureship role in his, his department. We thought about it and we talked and we said, well, if my husband worked full time, but he was a bit flexible and, you know, worked a bit longer some evenings, he could probably stretch to having one morning off a week to look after our son, Edward. So I thought if I have one morning off a week, I could fit in another couple of hours, maybe two and a half hours a week while my son is napping. I thought it's absolutely crazy to ask to return to work after you've had a baby for less than one day a week. <laughs> but I thought, well, you don't ask, you don't get. So I had a conversation with my line manager and I said, what I'd really like to do is come back more part time. And he was like, well, yeah, that's great. We want you to come back. What were you thinking of? And I said, well, five and a half hours a week. And he agreed. The maternity cover person who had been covering my job, she actually went to take up the rest of the job. So I did three quarters of a working day a week and she did uh, four and a quarter working days a week. So that worked really well for a while. I just want to sort of um, just explore that sort of moment where you thought, this is what I'd really like, my ideal. What did you expect your line manager to say? Well, I guess I kind of thought that they wouldn't really think it was worthwhile me just working so little. I thought I kind of had in my mind that two days a week was probably a minimum. Lots of people do two and a half days a week. That's kind of 50% is quite standard um, for a lot of people, particularly when you've got young children. Um, so I thought, well, if I stretched the two and a half days down to two days, that would probably be reasonable. But I knew I'd have to find childcare for that. And we just wanted to juggle childcare between myself and my husband at the time. That seemed important to us. So I kind of thought they'd knock me back. And I was quite amazed when they said yes. <laughs> well, it's like you say, if you don't ask, you don't get. And, and it also sounds that you'd really thought it through and you probably thought about how can I have this conversation? And how did the actual conversation, I mean, was it as simple as that? You know, he said, well, what do you want? And you said, I'd like this. And he said, well, that's fine. We'll work it out. Or was there a bit of sort of give and take within the conversation about what the benefits would be and what the challenges might be at all? Or was it just a, it as easy as you say? straight conversation. I just said, this is what I'd like. And my manager said, yep, that's great. And I can't remember now, it's some years back, but I'm sure he followed it up with some very complimentary comments about my work because I'd established a reputation. People appreciated my work. Um, he knew I was committed, dedicated and hardworking. And to be fair, they've had well more than their money's worth out of me over the years because when you're part time, if you're just working five and a half hours that week, whew, you could not be any more focused, right? Totally switched on. So the original agreement was, well, if you decrease your hours, that's it. You know, we've got to give the rest of the contract to somebody else. So you can't expect to ask for more hours. You know, are you sure, Gemma? And I was like, yes, I'm sure that's fine. Because, you know, longer term, I didn't expect to only work that much forever. I expected to increase my hours when my son was a bit older. Um, but I was quite fine to take the risk that that job may not be open later on. Um, family was was the most important thing at that time for me and then it worked really well like super swimmingly well for a while because my job share we worked really well we would like 
do the creative bit together and then she would go and do all the legwork and I would come and do like delivery and, and you know, face to face work with people. Um, and then after a while, she got a job and went off to China um, and we had somebody else come in and do the job. And I hadn't really known her before as I had the other colleague. And she had a very different way of working with me and she wasn't as experienced in that particular work. So I found that less rewarding because basically then I was creating and designing and delivering and administrating and doing everything for my projects. And she was kind of in a parallel work stream that didn't integrate in the same way with mine. So, yeah, I kind of carved out my own little niche and I, I looked at, looked after a certain little area and I, I just kept growing that. And then when she left or when another colleague even in our team left, there was the opportunity to increase my hours a little. And this has happened about two or three times, three times along the way. Other colleagues have left or there's been a restructure around me and I've had the opportunity. What hours would you like, Gemma? You know, you could go up to full time if you want. And I, I've incrementally increased it. So I went initially I was on the five and a half hours a week. Then I went up to seven and a half hours a week because that's what I felt like I wanted to do. And then I went up to 0.2 FTE. So that's one day a week. Then I went up to 0.15 FTE and then I went up again to 0.2 FTE and now I'm on 0.364 FTE, full-time equivalent, which basically was the strange decimal point is HR's preferred way to say I do 14 hours a week in term time and I have school holidays off so I can be with both of my children and, and care for them in those those times. That's amazing, isn't it? And, and what it sort of tells me is that I had two really big lessons for me in this, in your story. One is how important it is to be true to your values and to organise your life around what's really important to you. Mm. That, that was the first thing. And, and the second thing was to sort of be bold in the actions you take to find that balance and not to be afraid to ask the question. Mm. And also, I suppose the third lesson, if there is one, is that the decision you make is not the final decision because you've been able to flex mm -hmm. as appropriate as circumstances have changed at work. I think, yeah, <laughs> there's a kind of trust that it will work out, that I have skills yeah. and interests and someone somewhere will will pay, for, pay me for that, will give me an interesting job. Yeah. And just behind that decision, that moment of asking came a lot of reflection and clarifying what is it that I really want? What is it that will work for us as a family? Having some thought and some conversations around that to get myself to that point of clarity to then be able to go and ask for that. Yeah. So if there's somebody who's listening to this who is facing into a circumstance and they're thinking, I do love what I do, but the way I'm doing it just isn't working for me. What would be your suggestion to them? I kind of strip things back to what what's the fundamental value? What's the most important thing? So for me, it was family time with my family and also myself, you know, my well-being, my my life balance. So before it was my yoga teacher training and now I could squeeze in more hours at work, but I have an allotment that gives me great peace of mind and joy. <laughs> So I choose to have a little bit of time just for me to do things that fill me up and nurture me and keep me energised and creative and enjoying life. So that's always been a value for me. And 
yes, I'd like a bigger house. Do you know, it would be nice to be on twice the salary, but that's never been my bottom line. And I know that. So I'm comfortable with accepting that, yes, I don't have a few extra rooms to go and escape my bigger boys now, but um, I'm quite happy with the decisions I've made there. Wonderful. That's such an encouraging story and uh, really refreshing to hear. Thanks so much, Gemma, for your time. It's been great to chat. That's, you're very welcome. Thank you, Andrew. If you've enjoyed this podcast, to help others enjoy it too, please subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. And don't forget to rate and review. Thank you.